Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Today on the Flyover Conservative Podcast, I'm going to use an expression, the man, the myth, the legend. You know, yes. there's even T-shirts that say that, and sometimes it's said in irony or it's kind of a kind of a joke, you know, people do. Today, we're serious. We, we are dead serious. We have a guest that is the man, the myth, the legend. Matter of fact, he's he's such a big deal that uh, even has a book called I'm Just Charlie, and uh, it's because he's such a big deal, you can actually play it down on the cover. The one, the only, Charlie Ward. Yay! Wow, that's what one introduction and a half. Look, this this wasn't a choice. This was God calling me to do something, and uh, it was. This is redemption for all the naughty things I did in my life. <laughs> God has given me another chance, and uh, I won't let him down. Wow. Well, it's it, it's an honor to have you on here. Um, you're you're someone that uh, tends to look. I use the example a lot of times of a, a Rubik's cube. A lot of people just they they're born and they go to the grave thinking it's blue. Mm-hmm. And and it's not that that not that they're wrong. It's just they're they're there's such a small view of what's really going on. And then they'll you know somebody will watch a couple of shows or they'll read a book or have a conversation and somebody will rotate at one degree and they're like oh they're blue and yellow. Mm-hmm. And then they're, they'll they'll go on this campaign about it and, and they're still only partially correct with complete truth. And uh, you mm-hmm. seem to be looking at many sides of a Rubik's cube all the time, and you have an open enough palette and open enough table that you allow people to set things on there and say, well, I'll put it there and let's look at it. If it doesn't hold up to examination, then it wasn't true. But a lot of people aren't even willing to put something on the table to begin the inspection. And uh, I I love today for our our listeners to hear your view coming from the outside, a European perspective of what's happening in the United States. But, you know, we've had conversations. We're able to meet in in New York recently and on the, the, the Clay Clark tour and have some great conversations in the green room. And you you tend to see how things tie together from Zelensky to Joe Biden and and mm-hmm. a currency here compared to the pound and you know this teeter totter you're on a teeter totter and this person gets off and a sumo wrestler gets on the other side of the teeter totter and it really changes things a lot so so I, I really am anxious for your perspective from the outside of our mm-hmm. sort of American fishbowl uh, uh, looking in of, of of what's going on then even more importantly what can people do. To weather this and and to come out come out ahead and yeah. survive. Um, it's a very interesting perspective when you look at from outside in because the the mainstream media is so controlling in America mm-hmm. that we see things very differently and we hear things. For an example, as I said to you earlier, the Treasury of the United States of America has recently been audited. We have and no idea. in America knows this. Nope. Exactly. Exactly. Nobody has even heard about this. And it's been audited and they've found well over a trillion dollars discrepancy. I'm not going to say more than that because I want people to do their own research and go and fi- see what they find. Yeah. Because there's no point me telling you everything because until you find out for yourself, you won't believe it. Because when I found it, I didn't believe it. Until I, I had to read it two or three times, and I was like, really? But all I'm doing is showing you the door that you need to go through and have a look, 
And that's just one of many, many things. Another company that was audited was Evergrande. And in that um, audit, it exposed all the money that Evergrande had paid for fixing elections. And not just paid for fixing elections, but who it had paid it to. And the good guys already have all of the details. And when I say all of the details, I say that with a cheeky grin because they've got more than all the details. And we're in a position right now where we're in a very dangerous time. Um, as David Hay, uh, David, not David Hay, David Nino Rodriguez would always tell you, a boxer is most dangerous when he's out on his feet mm. because he's going to throw haymakers in the hopes that he can knock you out. Mm -hmm. That's where we're at right now. And there's some pretty dangerous things. The only good thing uh, that I can say right now with flyover conservatives, with any good conservatives, is none of us, none of us want violence. Right. We'll right. stand up for what's right. Mm -hmm. We will not riot, but we'll stand strong together. That's what will destroy them. Don't go and riot. Don't go and fight. Don't Look, there's nobody that would want more to take a baseball bat to all of them than me. Nobody. I was spat at the other day on my front door by a Secret Service agent. He spat in my face, in my face. I would have chased him down the road with a baseball bat two years ago and knocked the seven bells of shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> what a great expression. Yeah. But God said no. God said, I've chosen you to stand up against these people, not to attack them, to stand up against them. And that means we have to stand strong and not attack them, but stand up against them. Don't let them push you around, but don't attack them. And if they attack you, as the Bible says, turn the other cheek. It's, it, it's incredibly hard for somebody mm. like me because mm. um, I don't mind a tear-up. My, my wife will tell you. I enjoy uh, that that kind of one-to-one, uh, -one, I'll put my nose up against yours and see who mm. see who goes first. That's not what this is about. This is about we'll upset them so much more by not reacting. This will hurt yeah. them. The whole thing of peaceful noncompliance. Oh, powerful! You know, it is. It's very, very powerful. It is, and I I have to share this with you because this was we'll get through this with humor. And somebody sent me a lovely video of an American comedian the other day who was having a bit of fun with a blind man in the front of a theater and was taking the mick out of him. And the blind man thanked him for doing it. He said, most people leave me alone because I'm blind. He appreciated the interaction. Sure. And then some woman who wasn't blind got up at the back and got offended. Yeah. And yep. she started shouting, this is offensive. And the, the comedian said, well, the blind man's enjoying it. How do you know he's enjoying it? And then he said, well, are you enjoying it? And the blind man said, yes. And then the comedian said to the, the blind man, do you know this woman? Do you know what his answer was? No. I've never seen that woman. <laughs> <laughs> now, that is comedy. That is. Now, that, that is, is good. <laughs> and I just, I just thought that comedy will get us through this. This is why I love the Smith Brothers. Um, Isaac and uh, Titus. Yeah. They're yes. dealing with, with comedy, mm -hmm. with fun. And yeah. that's what we need to do. We need to get a fun spirit within us. 
Uh, and yeah, I'd say absolutely. It's so important. You know, let's let's jump into to to this topic just a little bit because uh, for you, you understand. I mentioned the Rubik's cube earlier. I think yep. that the, the the genesis of some of that was starting to understand or sort of pull the curtain back on currencies. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and yeah. like for for people that maybe kind of know your story, there's Smith Brothers right there. We were just on with them a few days ago. They're, we were they are and, such great and we did laugh the men. whole time. We laughed so yep. much on that mm-hmm. show. It was yep. it was phenomenal. Um, but, but you understand, uh, uh, currencies and they talk a little bit about how that began for you coming from, you know, the industry that you were in and in hospitality and a little bit of how, you know, kind of, cause most people just, you know, Hey, I live in the United States where you have the dollar. I don't understand foreign exchange. They don't understand the gold backing it and so forth. And I think, I think that is what sets you up for today. You know, uh, that understanding mm-hmm. of, of, Hey, how does that work? And I'm being told one thing and the, this, the, the cogs that make this whole machine work, are, are kept from us and are kind of kind of mysterious in a way that keep keep people out of it, you know, a little bit. Thirty years ago, and um, when we were in the hotel business, my little I used to save all my money aside, and I used to have little bits off the top that my, was my beer money, and I used to exchange currency. So if you lived in England. The, the, the pound was the currency in England, but in Spain it was the peseta. And yeah. if people came in from Germany, they had the mark that they changed into the peseta. And the, the, the process of exchanging money, there's always a commission that you can make out of it. But because I was dealing with a bank in Gibraltar called Bank of Credit and Commerce, which turned out to be a dodgy bank. Well, they've all turned out to be dodgy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But this particular one gave us a better rate than anybody else. So I could I could be anybody on the exchange rate, anybody, and I still made three or four percentage points wow. on everything. So I was changing up probably the, the equivalent of five to ten thousand um, dollars every single week. Mm-hmm. In fact, probably more than that. Probably, probably up to a hundred thousand a week. I'd change, <laughs> and, wow. and then I'd make I'd make a few percentage points, and that would give me my beer money, and it would pay my rent. So that's how I got involved in in the currency business. And when I stopped working when I was forty years old, I retired. That business sort of changed, and people were coming to me and saying, "I've got a lot of cash here, Charlie." And it was generally builders, mechanics who do cash business. And Spain, different to England, used to be very much a cash country. Okay. okay. People dealt with cash all the time. Very, very. In fact, when you went to buy a house in Spain, you took a white envelope and a brown envelope. One was white money. One was not white money. (laughs) And then you'd have, in the brown envelope, you'd have six or seven brown envelopes that got dispatched to the lawyer and all the other people that were involved, the the person who sold the house and everything else. Wow. And that's how it was in Spain 30 years ago. But everything worked. Mm -hmm. Everything flowed ever so easily. There was never any holdups, never any hiccups. Everything was good. All all the wheels were greased. No kidding. (laughs) Exactly right. And you'd be amazed how easy things work. And the minute they try and regulate everything, everything seizes up. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but it worked, it worked perfectly well. And it was just, it was normal. Now, it's been normal in India the same way right up until two, three years ago. In fact, it probably still is now where they still use mainly cash. Mm -hmm. It's still exactly the same in Africa. And people forget, they go, yes, but I live in the United States of America. We've got 330 million people. Big deal. Right. There's 1.45 billion in Africa. Right. Then you get the English go, oh, we got 70 million in our country. Tiny by comparison to Africa. Tiny compared to India. 1.5 billion in Africa, in India too. And most of those people use cash. But because we live in a bubble, we don't see that. I see that because I deal in that. And I've dealt in that for years. And I was tested four years ago, three, four, three, four years ago, where I, and, uh, I've actually shown people on my phone. I, w I was taken into a bunker where all of the metal boxes had 25 million US dollars in each, 1.8 billion in total. Um, and it was all stolen by the Red Cross and by UNICEF. Mm -hmm. This was money for the children of Africa that was stolen. And I refused to touch it because I said, this isn't for you guys. This isn't for you guys. This is for the children of Africa. What are you doing stealing it? Oh, well, yeah. they've had some of it. No, all of it was for the children of Africa, not 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 1% mm -hmm. of it. And they were basically 1% was getting through, 99% was being stolen. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what are you going to do about your finances? If you went back to 1920 and you had a $20 bill, and you had one ounce of gold. You could go into a men's clothing store and you could buy an entire suit, the jacket, shoes, pants, wow. belts, everything. Today, what would that $20 bill buy you? It wouldn't, you couldn't buy a handkerchief for the $20 bill, but that one ounce of gold would still buy you, even today, it would buy you an entire men's suit, shoes, belt, pants, jacket, everything. That's the difference, but today, that change is happening faster than ever. And we know a guy by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott that we've known for over 25 years. He has two PhDs. This is who we're actually using. This is who our friends and family are using. And he's a guy we trust completely. And in today's era, you need somebody you trust. So go to flyovergold.com and learn how to protect yourself against an inflating dollar. So that's, that's what stopped me doing that. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's been a common thing with that with that nation, and that's the the sad part of Africa. They've been kind of pillaged for a long time, but but in, hurt in, by Bill Gates. And but but in our lifetime, people. you you go back yeah. to the the you know the we are the we are the world oh, music yeah. and all the USA for Africa in the eighties yep. and and all these things, you know. And then with with Haiti, I think the Clinton Foundation, you know, they they raised this money out of money and they built like six houses. You know, or something. There's like yep. there's like literally nothing to show nope. for the money that goes there. But it's so far away from the people donating. And they if they know. if they see a picture of some you know little child eating a meal and he's smiling, it's like oh well that that worked good. Mm -hmm. I I feel better, you know, and I did a good deed. And it's just sort of out of sight, out of mind. But there's no audit accountability or anything else. Much like the Ukraine right now and, and other places, people are more than willing to send something so far away to a country that maybe five minutes ago they couldn't have found on a map that wasn't labeled. Mm -hmm. Oh, exactly right. And which and the other thing, of course, is we we feed around three and a half thousand homeless people. Um, the the Charlie Ward show wow fund, funds three and a half thousand incredible homeless people. wow. And but we also keep we keep in touch with them, mm -hmm. and we go and visit them. We've got Drew and uh, Anthea in the UK 
who keep an eye and do everything themselves. I deal with the Spanish side and go and visit them. And I tell you what, even with homeless people, you have to be careful because they do have a tendency to bite the hand that feeds them. Hmm. So we have to be careful. We need to make sure um, we had a little example where I offered to buy the land that they live on so, so they could um, so they could be safe. And they went, no, 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 we want it in our name. And I said, no, I want it in Justin's name, my son, not in my own. My, I want him to be in charge because I want things to be done right. And no, 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 it's got to be in our name. Otherwise, we won't do it. I said, fine, then we won't do it. Sad, but we wow. won't do it. Mm -hmm. When we were just going away on holiday in the summer, we got a massive panic attack from them phoning us, saying one of the buildings that they've already built, without any permissions at all, the council are going to tear it down and fine them. And I said, that's and that's exactly why I didn't want to buy it in your name, because if I bought it in your name, and you'd done that, mm. the council would know that and they'd put an embargo on it and it would be theirs. Mm -hmm. And it would be a waste of money. Yep. Um, so it's very much, you have to, the reason that a lot of these people are homeless is they're not that good with money. They're, they're, mm -hmm. they, they need somebody to guide them mm -hmm. and they need somebody to protect them. And then what, then what we do is work with them to try and educate them and some of them have, have got out, out of the matrix for a reason. They're just tired of being in the matrix. And some mm. of them have just found that their, their, their life path has taken them the wrong way, mm -hmm. mainly to drugs and alcohol. Mental health, I'm assuming. A lot of mental health. Mm -hmm. you know, well, sorry, me mental health is something that we've miss, missed because of this transgender lie. Mm. Uh, this is all – and I'll, 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 I'll be strong on this because – I employed six lady boys who worked for me 20 years ago, 30 years, uh, 20, 20 years ago. They worked for me in Singapore. Some of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Emotional cripples, but lovely. You have to put your arm around them every day and tell them everything will be all right, but they're lovely people. And on the phone, everybody loves them because they're so emotional. But they hate what's going on right now. They said, this is nothing to do with us. This is a political agenda. Mm -hmm. We want to be left alone. We do we do our own little thing. They live in their own little world. And they're happy with their little world. They do not want to be in the public domain. Um, this was never their agenda. So all of this stuff out there with the transgender and all of this, what it does is when people actually have mental health issues, it distracts from it. And there are people out there some people have got mental health health issues. Some people haven't. They just believe they have because they're not connected to who they really are. Yeah. Because they're connected to the television. Yeah. That's a really great point. And the minute you detach, the minute you detach yourself from the matrix, the television, and connect yourself to your higher self, connect yourself to God, then God can heal your mental state mm -hmm. far better than any medication. Man, that's so true. Well, and no, no country represents that truth more than the United States. Our Correct. Ch church attendance has gone down. They locked down the yep. churches. Mm -hmm. For the most part, no pastors really objected, you know, mm -hmm. to to that. And at the at the same at the same time, um, uh, we're 
I don't know, maybe 5% of the world's population and we're consuming 80% of its opioids. And so, yep. you know, when you look at that, like, where is the healing? The healing doesn't come in the prescription bottle, nope. you know, and I'm not saying there's not unique situations where somebody needed something, but you know, the, the number of people on SSRIs that are committing shootings, mm -hmm. but they never talk about the mental health state. It's like, well, it's the gun or, you know, they make a racial slant on it or something else. But the, the reality of it is the United States is, is a, uh, a cesspool of mental health issues that are being over-medicated and misdiagnosed. And it, it, it's just a, a, a major problem on the inside. When you look at the rest of the world, looking in, you got to think, wow, is there something in the water that causes people to be in so much pain that they have to consume 80% of the world's painkillers? You know, it's a, it's a travesty. It is. It was interesting to me in New York. It was very emotional for me because when I finished speaking, I shook hands with over a thousand people hmm. and at least three or four women just gave me a hug and cried and said, thank you, you've saved my life. Sometimes in life, people just need a hug. Yeah. Social distancing destroyed that. Yep. Yes. It did. And some, sometimes we just need to give some people just a hug and a shoulder to cry on. That's it. Mm -hmm. And a problem shared is a problem halved. We knew that as kids. Why have we got away from it? Man. That's a great question. It's been a major problem uh, for sure across the across our world. I want to talk to you about something interesting because we start before we started recording. Um, you know, but right now we're in between Rosh Hashanah, which actually started on the twenty fifth, yeah. which is Jewish holiday, and it goes to uh, Yom Kippur, which ends on October the fifth. That's a ten day period of time, and we are right here towards the end of that. And the twenty fourth of September was supposed to be a really big day. And we've actually done shows on it. We've been talking about it. And we've heard people say, oh, nothing happened. I'm like, you are wrong. There is so much that happened on the 24th. And when we were talking to you earlier, you were talking about that. I'm like, we have got to share this on the show because it's so important for people to know there was a lot that happened on the 24th. There's things that are happening during this 10-day period of time as well. It is. Massive things happened on the 24th. And so many people missed it because they were looking in the wrong place. Mm -hmm. The pound, the dollar, and the euro went to parity virtually all together on the 24th. That was the start of the revaluation. And it mm. happened in plain sight and people didn't see it. And then, of course, on the 30th of September, the old US dollar mm. went one-to-one -one with the new US TN, the United States token note, or short code is USN, which is the new gold-backed digital currency that America now has operational as from the 1st of October. And at the moment, it's one-to-one. -one. But I tell you what, that won't last long because people will realize they want their paper money swapped for gold-backed money or asset-backed money. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then nobody will want the dollar. Nobody. But you know, it's it's like if you see the movie Dumb and Dumber back in the day, where they, you know, they they every time they take the cash out, they write an IOU and put it in there, and you know, they yep. see like, oh, this is this is for three hundred thousand dollars. Well, that's hey, that's as good as cash. I would hold on to that. I'd hold you on know? to that. It's like, well, <laughs> I think people are realizing that the U.S. dollar is basically like Dumb and Dumber. It's the IOUs written from the government. Like, yep. oh, that's just as good as as gold. And you're like, ah, if it's all the same, I'd prefer the gold, please. Right. Yeah. Exactly right, and this is where. 
And this is what we've been trying to tell people about common sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've all sometime in our life played Monopoly. And when we finish playing with the money, we put it back in the box because it has yep. no value. Yep. We're about to do that with the US dollar and the euro. And they're going to go both go back in the box. They have no value because now we've moved the US note. The USN is already on the, on the system. And the banks now in America are talking about it. You can walk into a bank and ask them, are you all set up for the quantum financial system? And they'll openly say now, we're ready to go. And we'll see something, we'll see this unfold this week because it's uh, it's all creeping out there. But it's been done, as somebody explained to me, because I said, why, that, why can't you just let all this information out? And they said, Charlie, when you're thirsty and somebody gives you a glass of water, you sip it. If somebody turned a hose in your face yeah. full of water, you would turn away. And what we don't want is people to turn away. We want people to be able to take it in and understand yeah. what's happening. That's why it's being dripped out. Hey, Flyover family. This is David and Stacey Whited. We are at the Reawaken America event. It is incredible. And look who's behind us, Eric Trump. It's an exciting time. It's an exciting time to be in, in Washington, Idaho, the Northwest. This is our second time out in this part of the country, and the people are going crazy. They're excited. They're coming out of the woodwork because they're realizing they're not the only patriot. They're not a home left alone, isolated by themselves. They're coming out, and they're with 8,000 other patriots uh, at a racetrack because this is what you got to do to save America. And everybody's high-fiving each other. They're giving each other hugs. They're coming around. They are just excited to be a part of this movement that is truly making a difference. They are waking up, they're speaking up, and they are showing up. You all know that we all wanted President Trump to do 80 million things to save our country. We need 80 million of us doing one thing every single day to save our own country. And that's what's happening right here with this incredible crowd. And you know, it's so important that you get together with other patriots. It's so important. That's why they isolated you, had you by yourself for two years, put a mask over you. They don't want to see your smile. They don't want you out in public. They don't want you around other patriots. But when you do, you get awakened. You get excited. you got to be here at the next one. We're going to Pennsylvania. We're going to be going to Branson, Missouri. There's only two events left. So get your tickets. Come out and see us. You have to be there. You do not want to miss it. We'd love to have you come to the meet and greet. It's going to be an incredible event. You know, during the revolution, they got together in bars and pubs. They got together every different little place they could, and they talked about what it would be like if our country was free. What would it be like to not live under a king and tyranny? You know what? That's what we need right now, getting together, sharing good yes. ideas with each other. Then you take those back home, and you get to work. That's where it starts, though. We had an interesting thing happen, you know, recently we, we started about a year and a half ago, pretty much every month transitioning dollars into silver and, and, and yep. making that move. And, and sometimes more than once a month, um, and, you know, in pieces, and I encourage everybody, you know, if you can only do a little bit, do a little bit, but if you can't, if you can't do a lot, don't do nothing, you right. know, do something. But so, so we kind of developed a little bit of a relationship, uh, 
with the bank. We we left the big banks, the Bank of America, where we mm-hmm. used to be, and, and left. And I encourage people to do the same. If you're at the Wells Fargo, Chase, Bank of America, one of those kind of globalist banks, find somebody local, you know, that's in your community that you can actually talk to somebody. But we went in and made a made a, a wire transfer and explained what for did this. And the guy, when we were done, the manager came over to us and kind of decided, and he goes, you guys are really doing the right thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wild. that's good. And he's kind of like looked at us, kind of nodded like that and kind of walked away. I was like, okay, that's good. That's good. That's a good, that's a good confirmation. Well, a, a lot of people are unaware of the term bail-in. They've heard of the term bail-out. Yep. When the government bailed out the banks. This time the governments don't have the money to bail out the banks. Mm. So they'll... So for for the audience, go and do some research on what a bail-in is. And that basically, well, you can see it there for yourself. It basically means that they can take your savings because it's not your savings, it's theirs. Mm. And if it goes bankrupt, everybody knows you're insured for about $100,000. That's if the insurance company doesn't go bankrupt first. Exactly. Yep. So they go from too big to fail to too big to bail. <laughs> That's right. Exactly right. That's sad. Wow. Exactly. But it's so true. But if when people do their research um, about the bail-in, which is all part of the agreement when you open a bank account, mm-hmm. but none of us, not one of us, ever reads the terms and conditions right. when <laughs> you open the bank account. Right. And it's That's written true. in so, such a way that you'd never understand it anyway. Yep. But we're, we're moving towards the new quantum financial system where we'll all control our own money. It will be in our own wallets. It will be in our own phone or, or, or computer or um, a tablet. It will be a quantum banking system. And somebody said to me, so who's going to control it? Is it going to be the governments, the deep state? And I went, no. It's going to be controlled by, by an algorithm for sure but it's been developed by a group of people that works with quantum consciousness. And that was something new to me when I heard about it. And um, I've had a number of people on my show who've gone through quantum consciousness and how that works. Okay. And it's incredible because it's, it's like when we go get into the new um, humanitarian projects. There is off-planetary compliance. So it forgets what your mouth says. It can read your heart. Hmm. That's pretty special. So you can say one thing, as many people have done in the past. And we saw it the other day, which made me laugh. Um, uh, what was her name that um, was in the court, the... Uh, the girl against um, Jack, Jack Sparrow, who was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Amber. 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 Amber Heard. Amber Heard, mm-hmm. where she was trying to use language to say that she'd, she'd given this money to charity. Mm-hmm. She'd pledged it. I've already pledged it. Yeah, but you haven't got it. No, you haven't done it. Um, you know, you can use all of these things to, to make it look something that it's not. But God knows what's in your heart. And that, you don't need to worry what other people think. And I don't care what people think about me, but I do care what God thinks about me 
Yeah. That's why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. Because I owe God and a lot more than most people on this planet. Because I've been naughtier than most people. <laughs> I've never been evil, but I've been naughty. And there's a difference. Mm. Well, the, the, the Being forced to tell the truth would put a real wrinkle in the political landscape. Oh, my goodness. Oh, just, it would look completely different. What, what's the movie with uh, Jim Carrey where, like, for a day or something like that, he had to tell the like, truth? Liar, liar. Liar, liar, yep. liar yeah. If, if, could yep. you imagine? Could you imagine if, if Kamala Harris did that for a day, you know, or uh, oh. Zelensky did that for a day or Joe Biden did that for a oh. day? Yeah. Yeah. It would be it would be entertainment, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. We'd find out a lot. Joe Biden just have to walk to the mic and be like, uh, I just messed myself. Then usher him off quickly. Obama's yeah, who what... I'd like to hear from or Clinton's. That'd be interesting. Oh, exactly. I don't know what Stacey's like, but I would imagine she's like my wife, that women have this sixth sense when it comes to people. My oh. wife is incredible. Incredible. Yes. She doesn't even need to talk to somebody. She can just walk past and she'll tell me if they're good or bad. Yes. Just like that. <laughs> just like that. I would imagine Stacey's the same. Discernment. Very, very much so. Ain't moms have that as a rule, you know, yeah. with their kids. Their yeah. kids can come into the story and they're like, mm-hmm. no, you know, they're they're kind of their their sort of BS detector is like always on. You know, hi, but we you know our whole background was always, you know, business and own several mm-hmm. companies. And I if I was involved in a situation before things got too far, I'd for sure that she was in on a lunch or in on something. Mm-hmm. And she'd walk away and I'd be like, Man, isn't that guy great? And she'd be like, No, not so much. Not so much. You know, don't it might be fine here, but don't trust him. You know, in, in in this area, and sometimes it's compartmentalized. Somebody might be fine with money, fine in business, but you know, don't you know, you don't, might, might not you know want him around. You know, women employees or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a kind of compartmentalized. But she would always know, like dead on. Well, we're grateful for them because of that. Mm-hmm. And right now, we need all the help we can get because trying to find out who's who's right and who's wrong. The one thing that I've learned on this journey, because people always say to me, "Why should I trust?" you charlie ward against the professionals the the mainstream media and the government and i said it's not about trusting me or trusting them it's about trusting you and god made it very very clear to me not it wasn't my job to bring people to god that wasn't my job my job was to get them to connect to their higher self and then god would do the rest Mm. there's plenty of other better people to, to talk to people about God and their relationship with God. My job was just to get people to connect to themselves. That way they learn to trust themselves, connect to their higher selves. They'll find out their higher self is actually God. But God chose me for this specific journey because there are many, many great pastors, great priests, great, great people there that can do that. I'm not that person. My family was destroyed by religion. Mm. And there were many of my audience have had that a similar sort of thing. And we've had to learn that when we detach religion from spirituality, then we can grow. And they are different, completely different things. And since I've un- separated them and I've got my own personal link with God, and he's not up there, he's in there, once I've got that, then I started to grow as a person. And there are many other people. There's many people who, who watch you and I who've had negative things that have happened within the church because yeah. there have been, the churches have been infiltrated by bad people. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that there's a specific religion or faith that's wrong. 
I'm not saying that. But religion, because people go to it because they're vulnerable, has been infiltrated by evil and bad people. None more so than the Vatican. None more so. Mm. They're not good people. And when, when you realize that you, the benefit of going to church, the benefit is fellowship. That's the benefit. Mm. But to go there uh, and to go with like-minded people is amazing. But to go to a place that has been infiltrated until we, the people, rid the church of bad people, then we can start to fill the churches again. But we can't start to fill them until we've got the bad people out. There's always and, a vulnerability when you have yeah. a room full of people and they sit in rows, mm -hmm. you know, yep. versus, you know, circles, things work pretty well. But you have yep. rows, then inevitably when you have rows of people, there's going to be a person up front. And very few yep. people can handle even that kind of weight of like, wow, yep. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm treated different. I'm treated separate or either they're a worship leader or they're a, a preacher or whatever. It's a, that's a lot of weight. And then we begin to be more connected to that person than God, you know, because you yep, see it exactly. when one of those, one of those people fall yep. or they do something wrong, mm -hmm. their, their faith unravels. Well, you know? it's, it's yeah. interesting though. When Jesus came, he really spoke out against the Pharisees, which was the, the religion, the church, you know, of the time he was like, this is not right. It's all about a relationship. It is about a relationship with your heavenly father. And it's not going through other people. You have direct connection to your father through Jesus Christ. And so that was a big thing for him. And that's something I think we're dealing with a lot today is what they call a religious spirit uh, that we are seeing in the church. We're seeing around us and being very aware of that. It's not about religion. It is about relationship with Jesus Christ. And that was the value of General Flynn's comment about Trump is not going to save you. Mm. You need to save yourself. And people need to get off their backside and do something. People are sat at home going, oh, Trump's going to save me. No, he's not. Trump is definitely a major player, million percent. But people need to get off yeah. their backside and mm -hmm. do something for themselves and Man. stop waiting for everything to be done for them. You Have you been in our, our conversations? Because one of our slogans here is, you know, we all wanted President Trump to do 80 million things to save our country. And what we've learned yeah. over this last year and a half, what we really need is 80 million of us doing one thing every single day to save our own country. Correct. Bang on right. I mean, we have Absolutely. to. Yeah, exactly. And if Trump would have gotten right back in there in November, like he was supposed to, like, you know, everybody voted him to do, we would have never known how deep the deep state actually is and about all of the cabal issues that are happening across our world. You're absolutely right. We had, to, and I was told at the time, because I was disappointed that he didn't get in. So sure. were a lot of patriots. Yeah. But um, I was told very, very clearly, Charlie, the people have to see it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they would not believe it. Yep. That's exactly and right. I'm, I'm grateful for seeing it. Some of the stuff is pretty disgusting uh, if we is. talk about Hunter's laptop. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, and then there are so many things that are disgusting. Yep, uh, but they will all be exposed, and also um, some really, really good news over the last few days is is they caught them red-handed manipulating the Brazilian elections for Bolsonaro. They caught them, and they've also caught and they they didn't manage to do anything because the support was so strong. The support was so strong for Bolsonaro. Um, and the, the uh, Liz Cheney, by the way, she bought hundreds of thousands of votes to get herself back in, and she still lost by an absolute fortune. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So That's true. Right. 
You know, Bolsonaro is a pretty fascinating guy. I didn't know a lot about him, but Tucker Carlson went down there and spent mm-hmm. maybe a week and did a series of interviews yep. with him. And I was like, oh. you know, this is a country that really up until a few minutes ago when, when you know, Joe Biden became the face of, of, of America was was trying hard to be connected with us and to be an ally to the United States. But I don't know right now as a part of the you know, the BRICS nations and that alliance, I think it's all a currency issue more than anything else uh, and, and a petroleum issue, obviously. Mm-hmm. But we've 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 really almost kind of shunned a good friend, you know, in Brazil. Well. You, on the face of it, yes. If you look at BRICS there, Brazil, Russia, Brazil has um, just under 100 million people um, or around 100 million. Uh, Russia has. Again, around 100 million. India has 1.45 billion. China has 1.5 billion. South Africa has a small number, but forget South Africa just as a, as, as a part of Africa. The rest of Africa have jumped on board with South Africa because of the fact that there's more gold in South Africa than you could shake a stick at. Right. They, they, they'd be over the moon to back their currency with gold, having been robbed blind by Belgium, Holland, England, France, Germany, and the States. They've all robbed Africa blind. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But they still have plentiful resources. Um, the other thing is with BRICS, Saudi Arabia jumped on board very quickly. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so did Argentina. Mm-hmm. Secretly, so did London, the United Kingdom, secretly. They're keeping that super, super quiet. They've already gone gold-backed with the uh, the sterling token. And the United States went uh, to the United States token note on the 1st of October, live. So they're live. So now America can buy whatever it wants with gold-backed currency, which will then diminish any value that the paperback ever had. And we'll see that disappear. And, of course, when you take... When that when that has no value, the cabal has no power because they had power because they had money. Now they have a lot of paper that's worth nothing because nobody wants to take it anymore. Mm. And there's one other interesting thing that I hadn't mentioned on your show is is that OPEC sources forty five point six percent of its oil from Russia. And it is not subject to the sanctions. So it's one rule for them and one rule for, for us. Yeah. When people start to realize that, as to how corrupt these people are, they'll see it for themselves. But all of this stuff is being exposed, and I've said it many times on my journey. We're moving from darkness into light. Mm-hmm. And the light exposes the darkness. And for anybody who's been in a cave and it's dark, the minute you turn your light on, the darkness can't exist anymore. Nope. And and it's pretty scary what you sometimes see. That's where <laughs> we're at. That's where we're at. And also that in, is a in great the, point. In the darkness, you're you're it's easy to be fearful of sometimes what's not even there. Because you don't yep. know. It's, the, it's that yep. unknown and it causes people to act irrationally, yep. to be fearful. Um, and, and nobody, nobody operates with a clear mind when they're full of fear. 
and the darkness, you know, lends itself to fear. So I appreciate what you bring to that on your, you know, put your website on the screen right now, charlieward.tv for people listening on Apple. If you're on a radio station or any of these other platforms, um, you can go to charlieward.tv. Lots of resources there, but for sure you want to sign up for his newsletter. We all know uh, communication channels are always vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, I think everybody has, has lost multiple YouTube sure. channels at this point. Um, uh, CharlieWard.tv, though you register for the newsletter, you can have direct access to this. You have private chat uh, conversations as well, once or twice a week with sometimes millions of people, two, two and a half, three million people at one time, all you know, on board when you have General Flynn, you have different people on having conversations, uh, bringing what I say, you know, bringing lightness into the room, mm-hmm. bringing a candle into the room, bringing a flashlight into that dark cave. Well, we do it twice a week on Wednesdays and Saturdays for the Insider uh, Insiders Club, and they get the chance to ask me questions. Mm-hmm. Dave Mahoney hosts it. Um, so a lot of people have a lot of questions. A lot of them are very much the same nowadays because we're going, we've been through a, a a difficult time, but now we're this week and next week, uh, the numbers get get bumped right up because we're actually seeing things happen. Mm. We're now seeing the banks talking about the quantum financial system. We're now hearing it in the public domain. So people are now becoming even more interested in finding out exactly what goes on. Uh, my official job is I'm the official spokesperson for the quantum financial system. So my information comes directly from the top so we know it to be accurate. And I also cross-reference it with certain spiritual people who can help me translate the information that I'm I'm given. Now, if people want to meet you in person, most people listen to our show or here in the United States, we're going to be getting together two more times yet this year. I don't know if you're going to be in Missouri or not, but for sure you're going to be in Pennsylvania um, I know you mentioned that you're going to be in Pennsylvania coming up here. That is going to be such October a great event. October 21st and 22nd in Pennsylvania. Um, I think it's Mannheim is a city. Now we host a party at every one of these. We've been doing it for over a year with Clay. Um, we host a meet and greet. Um, you're officially invited. We'd love uh, to have Simone you. Gold will be there. Mel Kay, uh, Scott McKay, a lot of people, a lot of different uh, guests on our show in the past. And, and, and some of the speakers will come to the meet and greet. So he's on Friday night. You're welcome. Uh, you know, if you if you would, I'd love, like to, I'd love to, come. to Tara, join us there. Tara, Tara, my PA is coming with me this time. Oh, good. So good. she's going. So she will arrange all of that. But we'll definitely come. We're in Pennsylvania first of all. Then we're in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. When are you going to be in Nashville? Partner. We're in Nashville um, four or five days after Pennsylvania. Okay. And I'm traveling down to Nashville with. Scott McKay on his RV. In his oh, RV. that'll well, be fun. Well, be careful and not add to your naughty list. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Make sure you 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 stay on the straight and narrow and keep him keep him focused. And then after after we're in Nashville, Tennessee, which is a place I love, we're going um, to Branson. Yep. Yes. So we're going to be there as well. That's close to where we are. Um, we're going to be at that event. Matter of fact, we hired a bluegrass band for the party there. Uh, that's going to be okay. a, a great time. We rented a ballroom and and uh, just we want everybody, you know, they see the event, but then it's like mm-hmm. get a chance to meet the speakers and hang out with them and stuff. If you said, you know, you shake the thousand hands in in uh, in Virginia Beach, uh, we could definitely pull that off again here. If you guys want tickets or you want to know Clay, Clay Clark, he's, he's I think he loses money on every single one of these he events does, yeah. because he's like name your own price. So some people pay more than required, but some people, if you can't 
name your own price. Some people will pay ten dollars, yeah. you know, for a ticket. Whatever you can do, but uh, it, it the, the honor system works out pretty good. It Some does. people will say, "Hey, yeah, I'm going to pay a thousand dollars for my ticket because I know other people can't," and kind of mm-hmm. scholarship others. But if you if you send a text to nine one eight. 8510102 text the word flyover you'll automatically be uh, invited to the meet and greet and come in and meet Charlie in person come in and, and shake his hand and you know what if if you need a hug come and give him yeah, a, a exactly. hug because I'm telling you what we need to be together more than ever and that's why they drove us apart that's why they wanted you isolated that's mm-hmm. why they wanted your face covered because because alone you don't have near the power of you do when you come together where two or three are gathered where we're Ten are gathered. You get you get a thousand, five thousand, eight thousand like-minded people it's in so agreement powerful. that next year can be better than this year, and it's up to mm-hmm. us to help make it so. There's a lot of power in that, and you walk away recharged, yep. and you're almost reminded, like, oh, I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. I'm not the only. I might even be in the majority. In fact, we have a really cool thing that uh, that Clay is doing. He's doing a drawing every single day for anybody that uses the promo code flyover. That you can get in a, in line for a drawing to come backstage and to actually meet some of the speakers, so you could possibly even meet Charlie during that time. So like Robert Kiyosaki, there's going to be a lot of, 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 of a brilliant people there. Event. Hey, Flyover family, this is David and Stacey Whited. We are at the Reawaken America event. It is incredible, and look who's behind us, Eric Trump. It's an exciting time. It's an exciting time to be in in Washington, Idaho, the Northwest. This is our second time out in this part of the country, and the people are going crazy. They're excited. They're coming out of the woodwork because they're realizing they're not the only patriot. They're not at home, left alone, isolated by themselves. They're coming out, and they're with 8,000 other patriots uh, at a racetrack because this is what you got to do to save America. And everybody's high-fiving each other. They're giving each other hugs. They're coming around. They are just excited to be a part of this movement that is truly making a difference. They are waking up, they're speaking up, and they are showing up. You all know that we all wanted President Trump to do 80 million things to save our country. We need 80 million of us doing one thing every single day to save our own country. And that's what's happening right here with this incredible crowd. And you know, it's so important that you get together with other patriots. It's so important. That's why they isolated you, had you by yourself for two years, put a mask over you. They don't want to see your smile. They don't want you out in public. They don't want you around other patriots. But when you do, you get awakened. You get excited. you got to be here at the next one. We're going to Pennsylvania. We're going to be going to Branson, Missouri. There's only two events left. So get your tickets. Come out and see us. You have to be there. You do not want to miss it. We'd love to have you come to the meet and greet. It's going to be an incredible event. You know, during the revolution, they got together in bars and pubs. They got together every different little place they could. And they talked about what it would be like if our country was free. What would it be like to not live under a king and tyranny? You know what? That's what we need right now. Getting together, sharing good yes. ideas with each other. Then you take those back home and you get to work. That's where it starts, though. Yep, I, I'm certainly looking forward to it. And then we, we land up in Miami at the Trump Durrell for the Dr. Zelenko event with uh, Ann van der Steel in November. Man, that and would be I, incredible. How long will you be in the States? Yeah. I'm over there for about three weeks. 
Wow. Wow. Well, we will be excited to have you. And in the middle of that, I'm going over to California to meet some of the guys over there as well. Wow. That will be a really great trip. Charlie, thank you so much for your time. This has been a blast. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much, Stacey. And uh, I appreciate all the work that you are both doing. You're both doing amazing work. And the more we come together, the stronger we become. You're absolutely right. You know, when a group of people come together in God's name. That's right. It's so powerful. You can go to find Charlie, go to charlieward.tv. You can also find his book there, I'm Just Charlie. Just click on the mm-hmm. link or you can go to imjustcharlie.com. Thanks again for your time. Big day in the Wyden family. And we got a new shipment in from mypillow.com. And Reagan the Doberman got some new stuff. Reagan! Wesley, we've got some stuff. Come here. Come on, check it out. Come on. What is it? What did you get? Check this out. Oh my gosh. Are you guys excited? Are you excited? Are you guys excited? Yeah. What did you get? We got some stuff for you. Oh, what are you thinking? Wesley, are you excited? I got to get my. You guys have got to be thinking. Are you kidding me? Are these people for real? That is real. It says in our house and scares us all the time. All right, what do you get? Which it probably wouldn't be if we weren't doing construction or a studio, but it's happening. All right. This. Some slippers. Slippers. Not for you, Reagan. What is going on? Maybe two steps so that he has slippers too. Yes. Reagan, what do we got going on in here? These are not for you. You do not. Avery, get... Avery's been making orders. <laughs> Somebody got to hold my credit card. Oh, I think so. Queen stripe, light gray. Yeah. Not for Reagan. Not for Reagan. Sorry, Ray. <laughs> More <laughs> slippers. You guys know how much I love. I'm even wearing my slipper. Oh my god. All right, I think we're down I to the nitty gritty. Oh man. And a little Wesley size bed. <laughs> a Reagan bed and a Wesley and bed. And a Wesley bed. What do you think, Ray? What do you think, Wes? Ray. What so then, I think you throw them into the dryer. The dryer is awesome. Awesome. Are you guys excited? Are you pumped? Are you fired up? Are you pumped or what? Are you pumped or what? Ben. 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 Oh, we love you. I love you. Can you give it a howl? I love you. You see how much you like your bed? For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.